Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Oh, hi, it's nice to meet you podcast. Um, we have our very first guest. It is my husband. Yes. Hello. <laughs> hi. <laughs> um, what's your name? Husband? I am. I am Garrett. I'm Garrett North. Garrett North. Yes. yes. That's my name. Great name. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, well, thank you for being my first guest on on this little adventure that I'm on now. Um, and I have a little bit of a, a format to how I want to do my podcast, but really the general idea is just wanting to get to know people, whether they are already near and dear to me mm -hmm. or um, a complete stranger or anyone in between. Um, and I thought, what better first guest to have and someone that's actually willing to uh, sit yes. down yes. or maybe I forced you into maybe it. Maybe you'll learn something new. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not too sure how much I will learn, but I hope I do learn something new. Yeah, hopefully. hopefully. Yes. Um, and we are recording this while our girls are sleeping. Yes. We have two beautiful <laughs> girls as mm -hmm. if you're watching. Um, they're in the pictures there but um they are sleeping thank goodness so using this time wisely um but yeah first I guess why don't you let us know just where you're from basically how you got here <laughs> how I got to this moment okay let's let's just back up into like childhood where you were born where you grew up all of that before we met basically yeah yeah well i was uh i was born in calgary alberta and um when i was young my mom got a job and we moved into a small town called lloydminster mm -hmm. um there's a very um famous um, upgrader there it's a plant that uh, a lot of people go there for work and it's world renowned apparently so Mom got a job there, and so we moved there and spent my childhood growing up in Lloydminster. And uh, so uh, from there, um, I grew up uh, in, in school. I played a lot of sports growing up, basketball. That was my, that was my main one, but I did a yes. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of track as well. Did a year of football, wasn't really my thing. I was really, I was really lanky mm. back in those days. And uh, the only real position that suited me for football was wide receiver. And uh, I didn't really get a lot of game time. <laughs> so uh, I just, I just decided to kind of step away from my football career very young, um, <laughs> but played a lot of basketball, uh, which was a lot of fun. And um, shortly after graduating, uh, when I was 17, I, I moved in with my uh, grandpa in Edmonton and to go to to go to college I went to Grant McEwen and took uh, digital media mm -hmm. and took a year off school while I was doing that I went to Calgary for a little bit um, then when I came back I um, I immediately jumped onto a dating app uh, a dating website called <laughs> eHarmony e eHarmony and um, so went on one of the originals yeah one of the OGs uh, <laughs> This is before Tinder and like Bumble and all that stuff, yeah. but uh, eHarmony and um, it, was, it was great, great experience. Uh, I went on a date with uh, one other one other gal before uh, before I got matched with my wife. Yeah, that's you. That is I. 
and yeah and from there we just uh we just hit it off and uh, it's been like that ever since and i just ended up staying in edmonton because because you were here and your family was here and uh, a lot of my family stayed in uh stayed in calgary and my dad still is in uh in lloyd but mm -hmm. um yeah now, now we're here and um i don't know how much detail you'll be going to with that story but uh yeah um just back thank you for that just mm -hmm. backing up a little bit um you you mentioned that you just played basketball which i knew and track and football yes. if you could go back in time is there another sport that you would want to invest some time into you no know that's a good question i did have interest in badminton actually but i could never compete with the asians that's fair so you, um... you competed with my dad yeah, but I think he went easy on me. Uh, I really do. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember the time I, I played with your dad. My my thighs were and my glutes were burning. Yeah. And he was just kind of casually hitting the birdie over the net. The, <laughs> I was like, this, this guy's going easy on me. He, he I didn't know, know it. Yeah. It's nice um, of him. I also, I, I was asked to play volleyball uh, by mm -hmm. some of the coaches yes. just because I was a taller kid. And, mm -hmm. um, I had, uh, I, I was i was very good with high jump mm -hmm. and so i could jump high and mm -hmm. i could yeah but uh volleyball just never really fully captured me mm -hmm. um like it does your brothers i know yes. but um yes they love ball. they yeah. love the b-ball they love the volleyball yeah sure. um and what would you say so basketball obviously is a team sport track yes. and field more of a individual sport you did unless high you're jump. doing like a relay sure yeah. but you did high jump yeah that's right very individual, very individual. Yeah. what would you say the differences in terms of um like lessons that you've learned were between the two sports um i think as a i i, I like the individual sport mm -hmm. because uh, really at the end of the day there was no one else to blame but yourself mm. I struggled with the team sport of basketball because um, as a young kind of immature youth, mm. I would point the finger uh, and not the thumb a lot of the time and uh, it would get me in trouble and I, I would I would kind of build up. Um, it, it's just because I was very competitive back then and I would, uh, if something were to happen, I would, I would always sort of look to blame someone else before, before me. Um, so the individual sport of 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 high, of high jump was was good in that sense because when I when I didn't make it over the bar, mm -hmm. well, who, there was no one else to point to, and mm -hmm. so I could just kind of work on myself. Mm -hmm. um, and I still did I still did elements of that obviously with basketball, mm -hmm. but I think that uh, when it came to basketball, I, I would still yeah I would I, I'd have a tendency to I'd fight I would get into fights with my own teammates a lot mm -hmm. of the time because I was just. Mm -hmm. I wanted to win, and mm. if they if they missed a shot, or if I set them up really well, or something, and they missed, I, I get really ticked off at them. But that was that was my younger self. I know better yeah. now. But yeah, yeah, I was gonna say like it's really interesting <laughs> because you're not like that at all now. Like if I do something, you know, make a mistake to compromise a certain result, right. you're very gracious and forgiving. Yes. Um and yeah you're you're not like that at all yeah. when it comes to i guess the team within our home yeah. um yeah do you want to i hope that uh i hope that you know anyone it, that's how their that's how their journey goes and it's okay to have grace with yourself when you're young mm -hmm. um i look back on that boy 
now and I think to myself like oh okay he was just going through some growing pains and I think at the end of the day when you're a mature adult you sort of understand that everyone makes mistakes everyone misses the shot mm -hmm. and so it's important not to um ridicule and, and judge those people and uh and that includes yourself so if you ever if I, I know that now if I ever miss a shot if I make mistakes I have to recognize that I'm a human being. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make mistakes. It's just inevitable. Mm -hmm. And um, and I can um, just keep on loving on myself. And um, and I don't I don't get as angry as I used to. Mm. You know what I mean? You, you rarely get angry. Yeah. Yeah. There are times yeah. where, <laughs> yeah. of course, but I, but I, it's I, very rare. I police my my mm -hmm. anger uh, as often as I can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And so what would you say, you know, because we've talked about it before where we want to have our kids in athletics and just like in the pursuit of, be in the pursuit of improving themselves and growth and all of that. So when it comes to sports, you know, teams, team sport versus individual, what would you hope our girls understand or learn from your previous experiences when it comes to engaging in any sport well i think at the end of the day um what sport is all about if you want to be competitive is really just it just comes down to um self growth mm -hmm. and self-discipline mm -hmm. if you want to be good at something anything i guess for that matter but especially when it comes to sports you really just kind of have to focus on on yourself um you have to um if you want to be the best you gotta sacrifice um certain things in order to be that you gotta put in a lot of time into practice and you gotta be willing to to do that um and for the girls my hope is that they they go through their own growing pains but my my hope is that i can be there to to guide them along the way because if it, if these kinds of things were told to me I don't remember, mm -hmm. um, but so my my conclusion to the, <laughs> to that is that they weren't told to me at least not the way that I'm I'm talking now. Mm -hmm. But my hope is that you know when I when I can sit down with my girls and, and talk to them about these kinds of things that they can that they'll listen and they'll take it to heart and mm -hmm. um, that they can focus on themselves mm -hmm. and to be the, their best selves mm -hmm. uh, so that they can. You know compete in a team environment and in a solo environment mm -hmm. if they play an individual sport mm -hmm. as well like that might be tennis or something I don't know. maybe they like tennis we'll see what they um and i was curious if you would be open to sharing about um your your basketball history because mm -hmm. you're you love basketball you're really good at basketball uh um for a small town yeah small town boy much anyway. um but there was a period or there was a very significant event that caused you to pretty much stop playing um basketball mm. i was curious if you wanted to talk about that because i feel like um people can relate with that um but i feel like that was maybe a very um, significant moment in your life where you chose one way that kind of led you down a certain route and mm. if you wanted to chat about maybe what you learned from that 
Yeah, actually, I talk about this uh, with people sometimes, and I, I talk about it being one of my one of my regrets in life mm. is um, I think it was middle year or something in in high school. Um, it was my own negligence and my own like I guess laziness uh, that this occurred, but um, I missed a tryout, and the tryout was supposed to be at six a.m. And uh, I missed it. I slept in. Which is I, not uncommon. I mean, yeah. And and the coach basically would just was very adamant that he would not let me on the team. It wasn't fair to the other to the other people who did show up. And uh, yeah, my team was super mad at me because I was one of the I was a I was the one of the point guards. I was the kind of the main point guard mm -hmm. at the time, and. Um, they they were mad at me, and with good reason. You were um, one of the pillars. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I I I was I guess quote unquote good, mm -hmm. and they didn't want to lose a, a good player because of negligence on my end. And yeah, it was unfortunate uh, because I still enjoyed it, and I felt really bad. And I I kind I kind of pleaded and begged the coach to give me a shot to give me another chance. Like um, I know there's a there's a part of the, in that movie, a uh, coach Carter mm. where um, Samuel L. Jackson is basically not letting this guy on the team because he got a bad attitude or whatever. But then this guy sort of changes his ways and starts coming to the practices and just begs the coach day in, day out, does lines constantly, does, does all these extra things to try to get back on the team. And eventually as, as if you know the story, it kind of it ends up happening. I don't think that that was going to be the case with mm -hmm. this particular coach. And which is fine. I mean, it's his prerogative. But mm -hmm. uh, at the end of the day, that is one of my regrets. And at, uh, and at the time, I was mad at the coach mm -hmm. um, for not giving me a, for not giving me a, ch uh, a chance. And, and in some ways, I still think that he should have. Um, I think yeah. he, I think that he should have uh, had grace mm -hmm. with me as one of his players to be able to, or yeah, or or given me a way yeah, to kind of crawl my way back in, so to speak. Um, but he just never did. Mm -hmm. Um, so in a way, I'm 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 as unfortunate that that never happened. But it, but it, I, ultimately, when I really think about it, it's just my straight up my fault. Mm -hmm. There's nothing. There's no denying it, mm -hmm. and there's no. That affected your like, self confidence. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. I think uh, I think with with an undeveloped, um, you know, uh, with an undeveloped mind, yeah, like you kind of internalize that. Um, I think that unfortunately are the the in my opinion the way things are you know with uh, with youth and with school and stuff is that we're taught that if you fail it's bad mm. and a lot of kids put a lot of pressure on themselves and they get all stressed out um, with when it comes to like grades and this is kind of one of those situations too in my opinion and um, I think that um, the failure of of my negligence uh, and the failure of, of missing that that tryout was um yeah definitely got internalized did you talk to like your parents about it or yeah who did you talk who i talked to my talk? dad my dad mostly uh and my my dad he he's of the opinion that i just kind of had had enough of the basketball and he thought mm. that the laziness sort of mm. came from that but when looking back i don't think i was done mm. I, I i think that i I literally just slept in and mm -hmm. forgot about it or something. And I was pretty 
pretty beat up about it. I I, I did want another chance, mm -hmm. and I wanted to get back on. Mm -hmm. And I and, and like I said, I talked to the coach and, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I re I regret that. Mm -hmm. I regret it. If you could go back, like having that still happen, but if you could go back and redo anything, mm. what would it be? If I if I if I missed the tryout, if you still missed the tryout, you still slept in, yeah. but you could still go back and change something. I think I I maybe could have tried a bit harder um to to talk to the coach and maybe even like the players as well mm. uh, to see if they could maybe like put a word in for me uh but like i said i think the players felt a little bit uh a mm -hmm. little bit yeah. cheated as well and they were a little bit angry with me so i don't know how that would have went but at the end of the day I, the, the what i what i what i'm saying what i'm where i'm going with that is just like i could have tried to get because mm. then you didn't try out in your last year and then my last year, I just decided. I decided not to try out. I was really out of shape by that by that point. Mm -hmm. I, I I still did track, mm -hmm. uh, but in my opinion, I just wasn't into the basketball anymore. Like I I mm -hmm. I, I missed out on all the practicing. And would you go back and yes. change that? Yeah, I could have maybe practiced. I I could have used that year off mm -hmm. um, in the games mm -hmm. to actually like go to the courts and and practice by myself and. Um, and then in grade, and then the, in the last grade, I could have uh, mm -hmm. tried it again for the team. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I guess to me, like there, there was that sense of camaraderie that got lost with the with that with that missing year, and so mm -hmm. I just thought that my team didn't really want me there anymore. And um, and at the, at that at that point, I think I was at peace with the whole thing. But um, but yeah, I, I guess that that is a good point. I probably could have used that year to get in shape, basically, for mm -hmm. um, next to year. be to be more dominant the next year. And do you think, because obviously at that time you're a teenage boy, like still a child technically, do you think there is anything that like the adults around you could have done to help change anything in that scenario? Um, just the coach. Just the coach. I don't think that, um, I think my mom and dad not doing anything was, was good mm. at the end of the day. Mm. Um, at the end of the day, that experience taught me a valuable lesson. Mm. And I think that that's what, that's, what's important. That's kind of how I look at that. Yeah. 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 So I'm glad that they didn't intervene and try to make a case for me. And, sure. Create a big old mess no. because of it. Like yeah. at the end of the day, it was my yeah. own stupid fault. Yeah. So it's just yeah. like yeah, they need they need me to own up to it. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So transitioning to present time. Yes. Um. Maybe just share like what it is that you're doing now, or just um after you met your current wife uh <laughs> on eHarmony, just kind of what has led you to current day um you did digital media yeah i went i did i finished my digital media i did that and um for a couple years afterward i, I would apply for jobs constantly but uh, just never really found anything um it's common right it's very common yeah uh, when, when when especially in the arts yeah in the arts yeah. world you can't really find a job afterward like you can if you're lucky and if mm -hmm. you're really good mm -hmm. um but ultimately you know companies a lot of companies, um, and if it's a big company, they need like dedicated graphic designers to make like magazines and 
and all that stuff. But a lot of companies, like small businesses, they just they just hire out and they they go to like freelance workers and things like that, mm-hmm. and they just pay someone like a, a one time fee for like a logo, a business card, or something, and that's that, right? Yeah. Um. So I learned the hard way that that's kind of where you have to go. That there, unfortunately, there was no real guidance um after the job yeah. after the after school. i was in school rather that there was no guidance of like okay now what should i do in terms of getting true, a, getting, hey? getting getting work there's guidance counselors to get into school yeah but nothing after i know that there are some schools that that give you a, a good foothold um and ultimately i i know that um there was a i think it's called a practicum or something um where at the at the end of the my 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 college tenure uh, they did put me into a job right with uh, the running room who basically oh it hired you know, basically hired me after the after the practicum and i think that's a good idea for a lot of uh, companies to do actually mm-hmm. is they just like take they just like i don't know if it's called scouting but they basically just like take kids kids fresh out of school mm-hmm plug them into a program at their work and they can pay them very, very little Mm -hmm. because they have no experience. Mm -hmm. Uh, Unfortunately though, um, it wasn't, I was just doing like a lot of web stuff uh, for the running room, setting up like template kind of thing. There was no no real, there was no real creative outlet whatsoever. And um, Mm -hmm. the working conditions there were kind of not very good. Um, you moved, you kind of bounced around a bit. Bounced around a bit. Uh, you had a friend, Jill, yeah. who uh, was working at a, a stamp and sign place. And yeah. I ended up getting a job there. Worked there for seven years, actually. Yeah. Uh, went through quite a bit of stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, then I moved on from there. I decided to go into like more of a sales role. How um, did you get your first sales role? Was it? Just through someone you knew. Well, I was doing inside sales, yes. technically at at uh, at Royal, yeah. at the stamp place, yeah. and then excuse me, and then um, I decided to go into outside. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Outside sales after that. Uh, yeah, outside sales is um, significantly more challenging yeah. than uh, inside sales is because inside sales people come to you. Mm-hmm. Outside sales, you go to them. If anyone's ever done any cold calling before, um, it's a very, very challenging, mm-hmm. uh, demoralizing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you learned job. some. You learned some good things. But yes, and uh, I did. I did. I worked for a company for like three months, doing that as sort of like an introductory into that into that field. Um, and all I was doing was cold calling every day. I would cold call all day, door to door. I would bring home. I would bring back like 30 business cards at the end of every work day and uh and i wouldn't get a single yes so it was rough Mm -hmm. it was hard Mm -hmm. and it was in a unfortunately it was in a field where it that that is sort of dying out right now when it comes to like print Print, yeah um so there was obviously certain niches Mm -hmm. and things but most companies out there who need printed materials they already have a guy you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. They already have a company that they use that they've used for decades. So it's kind of like, who am I to kind of poach that business, right? Mm-hmm. So it was tough. And then um, I ended up moving on from that to work for a, like a bigger company uh, in outside sales. I worked with them for like three years, three and mm-hmm. a half years, uh, doing still doing outside sales. 
this was a bigger company though. So they provided me with their car and a mm-hmm. gas card and um, it was good. I mean, I, I learned a lot and I had, I had a certain, I, I took over a territory basically. So I already had right a whole bunch of clients already. Yeah. I wasn't starting off from zero. I mm-hmm. actually had a, a decent customer base that I could work mm-hmm. off of and grow. And um, so for a lot of these jobs, how you got them was through like either being in already, like from your practicum or knowing someone that could connect you to them. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even the job that I, that I got uh, and, and after, after the, after the first sales job, the first sales job, I, I looked up oh, okay. and I applied for it. Yeah. And the reason, only reason why I got that job was because I was willing to go to an interview mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and no one else was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that kind of tells you something about that job. But anyways, um, for the, yeah, for the job uh, with the other company that I was at for three, three years and a bit, um, I knew someone who knew someone basically mm-hmm. and put in a good word and yeah. I got an interview and, yeah. and I, um, I, I feel like, I feel like my likability was why I got the job. There was a bunch of different candidates, mm. but ultimately I just connected well with my, mm-hmm. with my, um, my, just my manager or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, he, he, he just hired me straight up, like very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. So. I think uh, you had mentioned after that interview, it was like you, you, your values aligned up a lot of like during your interview, you guys talked about like family and stuff like that. And yeah. Values. Lined yeah. Up, yeah. Like, yeah. Family values, um, a semblance of, of freedom, mm. I think was a big one. Mm-hmm. And uh, with those outside sales jobs, you know, you can kind of create your own schedule in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. obviously like you still gotta you still gotta push hard and, and do do the work and, and make sure that you're getting paid but mm-hmm. but ultimately um you can you can make your own schedule in a lot of ways so it's, it's nice that way so as tough as some of those jobs were um and sorry if you already mentioned this but what were you know maybe a couple of things that you learned from those positions um you definitely learn, you definitely, um, you learn tenacity, mm. I think is, is a big one. I think that when you're just behind a desk and, and mm. no one really sees you and you're just kind of working away with your yeah. computer or something and mm-hmm. you don't really interact with people, you just sort of go, it's, it's, it becomes very monotonous mm-hmm. and very tedious, mm-hmm. which is great for some, mm-hmm. it'd be great for me in, <laughs> in a lot of ways. Uh, but I just knew that I had to grow in my my social skills mm-hmm. and my yeah like my capacity needed to grow my mm-hmm. comfort zone needed to stretch mm-hmm. and ultimately my tenacity needed to be uh, um, almost harnessed mm-hmm. and when you can uh, the first job was was definitely the thing that grew my mm-hmm. tenacity a lot is because um, it, it was really brutal I would be waking up on days where I just I'd be depressed essentially. Because I knew that I would just be knocking on doors all day mm-hmm. and just getting like stone faced, mm-hmm. you know, answers and things. But um, yeah, I mean, I think um, I think that uh, the comfort zone thing was a big one too. Yeah, yeah. I I'm a I'm an introvert. Mm-hmm. I I with some with some extroverted tendencies, but not very many. Very introverted. Very certain environment. Yes, <laughs> a very introverted person. Like you, you can put me in a room and lock me in it for a week, and I'll be okay. Yeah. Um, but I knew that I wanted to learn um certain 
um, social skills and, and I, I wanted to figure all that stuff out. Mm -hmm. So that's why I did those did those jobs and face mm -hmm. you were face to face with people all day long. And it, it, it got me out of my comfort zone and it stretched me quite mm -hmm. a bit. And yeah. I think ultimately, even though that though that those times were over, it made me better. So yeah. Yeah. And so um, after that, you made a few transitions. So why don't you talk about like where you're at now, what you're doing with your time, <laughs> your very valuable time? Yeah, I um, I ended up um, getting let go mm -hmm. of the last uh, sales job that I had. Uh, numbers weren't really there because of the pandemic. Um, you just weren't really all that into and i it. yeah I, the, it came to a point where the girls were were born and, and they were a big part of my life mm -hmm. and they were occupying a lot of my headspace mm -hmm. and and just sort of a lot of things going on in, in that regard and um i lost a lot of um respect for the company that I was with, I won't say their name, but I lost a lot of respect for, for the company that I was with and the managers um, yeah. that I had were, I just wasn't really jiving mm -hmm. with, and I'm, I think that's a common thing for a lot of people in, in work environments is that they, they end up leaving their jobs or they get, or they're getting let go because they just don't really jive well and don't really mesh well with their, mm -hmm current managers mm -hmm. and um because there were multiple changes in yeah the and like there was just some like morally questionable things going on and i didn't really agree with a lot of the um methodology that they were starting to implement when it came to making sales and i know that desperate times call for desperate things but yeah. but ultimately i'm not gonna i'm not gonna compromise my own morality yeah, <laughs> Uh, and my own values to, yeah. to basically make a quick buck, you know, mm -hmm. that's not how I am. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what happened with that. I ended up transitioning out of that. And um, since then, I've just been a stay-at-home dad uh, by choice. Yeah, by choice. And uh, it's it's been interesting. There are times where I wonder which job is harder. <laughs> um, going out there and, and getting, no sh getting, you know, stone faces and doing cold calls or, you know, dealing with twins uh during like the very early stages um but ultimately it's very fulfilling mm -hmm. i think that even though you, you, you bring home no money technically for the household um another day there, and no yeah, dollars that's why i always say another day is zero dollars <laughs> um but at the end at the end of the day though it's a it's very fulfilling it's a very uh it, it still is work mm -hmm. oh, um constant. very active vigilant work and you still have to be, um, you have to be very engaged with it. It's not something that you can't be engaged with. How do you feel when you tell people that you're a stay-at-home dad? I feel, it's funny, it's, it's, it's a good question. I feel like, I feel like a sense of pride mm -hmm. accompanied by a sense of suspicion that the other person may judge me mm. for it, you know? I like a little bit of insecurity. I don't know. I'm not insecure about it. Okay. I don't think I'm insecure about it. I'm okay. proud that I can. I, I I'm very grateful. Yeah. And thankful mm -hmm. and proud that mm -hmm. uh, that I can be, because mm -hmm. um, I know that there are a lot of people that cannot, mm -hmm. and there are circumstances just don't allow them to be. And um, so I'm I'm my main thing is that I'm just very thankful, mm -hmm. and so that gratitude 
um, protects me from, from ridicule or judgment. Mm -hmm. But there's always a sense of suspicion that the person might, mm. might like judge that, that lifestyle choice. Why do you think that's there? I think it's there because of societal expectations. I think that uh, in our society, it's it, and, and it's been this way for a long time. Obviously, the the common, the more common thing that you see is mom stays home, man goes in and brings home money. That's sort of like the dynamic that you mm -hmm. expect in in like suburban, mm -hmm. you know, populations. Mm -hmm. I think that those times are changing. Mm -hmm. I think that that a lot of women are are amazing mm -hmm. and they they establish um more high paying careers for themselves um and obviously you know for me if if i needed to i would go out and get a job instantly mm -hmm. if i needed to um grateful that i don't need to mm -hmm. and i think that um there's a lot of guys out there that they they feel the pressure Mm -hmm. and so they they get but then they have to get a job that pays well mm -hmm. if they don't have an education they pretty much have to go work in the trades they got to go work mm -hmm. on the rigs up north or something like that mm -hmm. and make make a bunch of money quickly and and unfortunately that um i, I believe that that compromises a lot of family mm -hmm. um values and a lot of family time yeah um so that i just chose to never really do that because i knew that it wasn't money money is not as important to me as um as that time mm -hmm. that i get with my family yeah um obviously if i didn't have a choice i would go do it yeah. so i i don't judge anybody who, yeah. who ends up doing that yeah. um i understand that my situation is a lot different than others but, mm -hmm. yeah totally um i'm very grateful too and yeah. the girls are very lucky that they have a stay-at-home dad yeah um, it's interesting that you say that you have, like you, you're proud, but you have a slight suspicion that they're potentially judging you because majority of the comments that people say to you, I obviously don't know what you're, they're thinking, but majority of the comments are like, wow, that's amazing. Like very, um, uh, complimentary to the fact that you're a stay at home dad. Um, whereas I feel like stay at home moms don't always get that kind of a response. Mm -hmm. Um, I know when I, cause I took the extended mat leave mm -hmm. of 18 months and a lot of, I got a lot of comments like, Oh, that like, that's so good that you get that time with them. And so I technically haven't been a stay at home mom. Um, I've just been on maternity leave. Um, but I feel like that if I were to tell someone, oh, I'm a stay-at-home mom, I wouldn't get the same type of like complimentary, like, wow, that's so amazing, good for you. It's like, it's an expected thing, like that societal. Yeah, it all norm. comes back to that societal expectation. Yeah, right? and, that's um, creative. But it's like for any parent that stays at home with their kids, whether it's by choice or um, just like what makes sense for the family, like it's hard. Um, mm -hmm. it's a hard job that brings in zero dollars. <laughs> um, but would you say it's worth it? It's more than that. It's, mm. uh, it's rewarding. It's, um, it's what, it, it, it's what families are made of. Mm. It's made of, it's made of time. It's made of, um, just, uh, just being willing 
and again, I talked a little bit about this before, but just it's, it's being willing to sacrifice monetary gain mm. for something that down the road will ultimately become much more valuable. Mm. Money can always be made. Money can always be earned at us. Mm. And I think that in the early stages of my of my kids' um, upbringing and in, in, in youth, I, I want to be there um, for them as much as I can. And again, I feel very thankful that I can do that. And obviously, if, if roles were reversed, if I had a great education mm. and allowed me to to make enough money to support um, all of us, what, what would be staying home? That's probably what the dynamic would end up being. I do believe that um, as as a mother, that you have a uh, a more nurturing way with the girls, mm -hmm. and the girls are very attached to you in that way. And I think that uh, that you would add a lot of value to them, even more so than me in a lot of the time. That being said, I feel like as a father, I can add a lot of value to them in, in certain things as well. Yeah, and so it's. Yeah, and obviously the, the 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 best dynamic you could probably think of is having both of us home. Mm. Um, but that's very common. Mm -hmm. yeah, you would need you would need multiple channels of like passive income to make that happen. Probably, yeah. so. we don't have that established, but you know we're working on a few things right now. So. Why don't you talk about what you are working on right now? Just doing a little bit of freelance work. Well, you're fathering. You're being a father. We, yeah, and a husband. Obviously, the father and the That's husband. Twenty four seven. Yeah, the but father yes. and husband thing is full time, um, and then some. But uh, for monetary stuff and just uh, looking at like some some passive streams of income, um, we are. I am. I'm looking into doing some uh, freelance work um, with digital media. Um, just working on any kind of like logos or graphic design elements that people might need. Um, I'm also thinking about um, developing a, uh, an Etsy shop, actually. So that's mm -hmm. I'm still in the exploratory stages with that, but uh, it's going it's going okay. Mm -hmm. um, and starting at potentially doing some like just some YouTube stuff and yeah. Um, yeah so mm -hmm. we'll see where it goes. I mean, obviously things are not things are in the kind of very very. Uh, beginning beginning stages right much like uh, this is much like this exactly yeah. and um, but i think it's really cool that um just how things have come back full circle for you in terms of your design work like you left that for a while you were always still very good and talented and you did a few things here and there for family and friends mm -hmm. but now to really have the time and the the space to be able to like dive back into that yeah. and who knows where it'll go um i yeah who knows where it'll go but i just think it's cool in this stage of your life where there's no pressure per se yeah. to um find a you know a digital media job or whatever yeah. Or, yeah design job there's no pressure with that i think that's where you're going to be able to have some of those creative juices flow it's for yourself, not for like another company. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so I think that's yeah, just really cool how that came back. Yeah, I think it is too. I think it's good that uh, you can have the freedom. I can have the freedom to mm -hmm. to pursue it. Um, and I, I think I might have to tap tap back into more of a more creative channel. Um, because uh, I've I've kind of lost a bit of that of that touch over the over the years. But uh, I think I think it'll come back eventually. But. 
Well, thank you very much for your time. This was such a good first guest. <laughs> um, to end off, something that I want to incorporate in all of the conversations that I have um, is ending off with um, three words of how you think people perceive you and then three words on how you actually define yourself. Hmm. So I apologize if I didn't give you that heads up. That's not, a, yeah, that's not a very, um, hmm, interesting. Because the idea is that hopefully this type of um, podcast or platform just allows people to recognize that, um, you know, once you start to get to know someone, you'll learn so many things about them that changes your first impression of mm -hmm. them. And so, yeah. I think we can uh, edit, out, edit out the pause if you need <laughs> a bit of time. No, no, I think that, you know, I think if people, for people who know me and for people who are in my life right now and people who just meet me, I think that they would probably define me as um, confident, okay. um, articulate, mm -hmm. and um, tall. <laughs> <laughs> For the most part, I think yeah. that's about. Is that how you define yourself? No. How do you define yourself? Three words. I think I define myself. Um, creative, mature, and steadfast. Yeah. I think that that would be three words. I mean, obviously, there's lots of words that you can use to yeah. define yourself. But I think just the first thing that came to my mind, those are probably the ones. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. yeah. And confident, articulate, and tall is what you think <laughs> others... The tall is more of a joking yeah. thing, but... Uh, tall. Um, Not but yeah. a perception thing. But yeah, I think, <laughs> that, I think that in, in our society, like we all wear, we all wear masks mm -hmm. to a degree. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, in in the world you have to come across a certain way, mm. and but yeah, I think the I think the journey is um, ultimately to to find who you are yourself mm -hmm. and, and and love yourself mm. for for that for that definition, mm. and the and the rest is is with it. I get it so often where I, where if I tell people that I'm an introvert, mm -hmm. they don't believe me. Yeah. They don't, they literally don't believe me, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it's just because I've learned how to, mm -hmm. how to confidently speak to them. Mm -hmm. Before I met you, I could barely, I couldn't, I couldn't even speak to anyone. You know what I mean? And that's look at you. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Appreciate you. Yeah, I think our girls are waking up. Yeah, so I can hear them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know how to end it off per se, but yeah. That's it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah.